Hello, my name is David, and welcome to Puck and Dirty, a podcast hosted on uh, the 30J Sports Network. Uh, I'm David, obviously, your host here, and I have two of the most intelligent minds in my friend group here, Ryan and Matt. Shout out to them, them boys. What's up, guys? How you doing? What's up? Y'all have a good weekend. Rounding yeah. into Tuesday here, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think we should. I think we should start off the top just talking politics. Everyone loves talking politics. Hey, yeah. Did you guys vote today? I I voted today. Um, you guys all exercised your right to ruin this country. Here, yeah, mine's upstairs. I, mine's upstairs. Mine's upstairs on my on my whiteboard. So. Yeah. yeah, mine I left in my car that's in the shop broken yeah. down, so I couldn't get to a voting station, but. It's okay. It's okay. I'll vote in the presidential elections, though. That, that's good. You, you should definitely vote if you didn't. Shame on you. But we're not a politics podcast. We're a hockey podcast here. And I start on Roe v. Wade. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's get real controversial here. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so the first, my, my most and uh, primary concern with hockey is the Penguins here in Obviously, I'd like to discuss them first. You guys feel free to chime in when you want here. Uh, but I'm just going to list off some stuff that I have gleaned over the last week since we've last, we last talked. Um, first off, uh, Mike Sullivan became the number one coach games uh, for the Penguins, like the coach with the most amount of games coached. I guess it's hard to say or weird to say. <laughs> He's at 519 now, and he has... 301 wins, and this is, is including that seven-game skid that the Penguins are currently on. Uh, his win percentage is .5899, so that's pretty good. Um, I mean, honestly, Mike Sullivan has to be one of the better coaches in the NHL right now and in Penguins history. I mean, he might be the best coach in, in Penn's history. Uh, in the modern, modern NHL, he's the first coach to have a back-to-back you know, cup-winning team. Uh, I mean, 0.58 is pretty insane. I feel like that's well above the average average uh, coach here. Um, but what I've always thought was kind of weird is how he's never won a Coach of the Year award. I mean, I think it's been, what, six years since he's been the coach of the Penguins. Penguins, like, even last year, they started off kind of poor. And then I, I thought that with Sidney Crosby and Malkin hurt for the first, like, 20 games of the year he definitely went last year and i think he was considered but he, he ultimately didn't win i think i don't even remember who it was i was just pissed off last year mm-hmm. but, i yeah. think uh daryl sutter from the flames won it last year right i think I you're right that. i think you're right actually i'm looking it up right now i think that's like, that gets me right but I, I agree that mike sullivan he should he needs credit as a better coach in the league yeah he's He's like one of the best. This seven-game losing skid, and five of the losses have been on the road. And that's, like, you need to win road games to be a successful team in the modern NHL. But, like, f- like five losses on the road, that's kind of unacceptable. I mean, seven in losses a in a row is unacceptable for sure. Before yeah. we jump on to the losing streak, uh, like, the detail into it, uh, I just wanted to have one other, like, kind of, like, oh, highlight thing for Penguins, and it's Crosby uh, becoming the sixth fastest player to reach 900 assists in the NHL. There's uh, 
five players in front of him. Four of them. Three of them are Penguins. There's Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, Paul Coffey, Adam Oates, and Ron Francis. And Lemieux, Coffey, and Francis all played for the Penguins. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Out of the top six, four of them were once on the Penguins. Um, yeah. I, I, congrats to Sid. I mean, it took him 1,120 games. Took Gretzky 584. So, I mean, completely different stratosphere honestly but obviously rules were a little different teams are not as good players are not as good but now we can we can definitely discuss the dreaded seven game losing streak that we've had to witness here um i think there's a few things that you could highlight here one of the things i definitely have been seeing is that there's no depth scoring at all uh they're just really relying on the top heavy they're the top lines, Crosby, Malkin lines, as always, it seems. Uh, Kapitan started off pretty good before this seven-game skid. I don't think he has a single point in seven games since then. And I think this was a stat given to me by Pat, which, shout out Pat if he ever actually listens to this. In his last uh, 50 games played, uh, Xperia Kapitan only has three goals. Going back to last season, which is kind of like – Holy crap, like, buddy. And th- and this guy got extended, too. It's it's just, like, definitely a, a, a criticism there for Ron Hextall uh, signing him for such a high number. I think we talked about it last week. I think it was, like, 3.2 or something like that. It's just definitely could have scored him cheaper just based off his own stats. I don't, I don't know why they, they signed him for so much. Um, uh, is Jeff Carter still on the IR? Yeah, he's hurt. Or he's been hurt. Yeah, I think when he comes back, that'll definitely give a bump in the offense and the third line scoring. Yeah, I, I agree. I would like to see him back. Um, I think he played good with Heinen, uh, who is another person who started off well, kind of hasn't really made an impact on the score sheet. Um, Penn's, uh, their, cur- their current like, goals for and goals against, I, I, it probably changed a little bit. I think it's 42 goals for 44 goals against which uh the league average is 39 for each of those so the pens are scoring more goals and allowing more goals than than average and i feel like that's kind of a bad like philosophy here i i think the pens need to tighten up defensively you mentioned uh carter i, I agree i think he'd also help tighten up the defensively teddy blueberger uh, Josh Archibald, who has three goals, and I was skeptical of this guy. Uh, last year, he like got COVID, got a heart condition. I was like, man, this, is this guy going to be even in the league? Like, I don't know if that kind of thing would, you know, affect him that deeply where he wouldn't be able to play. But he seems that like he's all right. I mean, three goals this year—that's pretty decent. I, I kind of viewed him as like Zach Aston Reese, who's on the Leafs right now, but maybe a little bit more offensive touch you can actually put it in the net <laughs> so there is that i uh, uh i think archibald played for the oilers before that, that's correct yeah uh he was a big like physical presence there if i remember correctly that's yeah and, and that's it's why they good that him. he's putting the puck in the net now like he's at least he's not a huge guy but he throws his body around kind of one of those energy guys that you need on the fourth or third line um, 
something that I actually thought was great. I texted Ryan about this earlier just because I needed someone to have a note is the Pens added Philip Hollander to their active roster. He's a 22-year-old guy from, from Sweden. And he has, like, I think 10 points in 11 games or something like that in the AHL. Uh, I think this is something they're doing to kind of bolster up that bottom six. I think they need to do that. Brock McGinn is another guy kind of shouted out as sucking. He hasn't been doing great. Just this team needs to find some sort of rhythm. And I haven't even talked about the, the defense yet, The kind of where I think most of the issue lies. Like, yeah, the Pens can – win games with their top six just scoring, but they need depth, you know, to continue being a, like a winning team. You can't win every game. If if you shut down two lines, you have to have your, your bottom lines, you know, you need, the, need the depth energy and scoring to yeah. be I mean, continuously kind of, successful, I guess. It kind of falls off like a, like a cliff with scoring. Like it's like Crosby, Malkin, Latang lines carrying it. And then like, it's like four or five points, two goals, one goal, three goals. It's just like, it's not, not impressive. And this is, once again, this isn't even talking about the defense where I think we're having some serious growing pains here. Uh, we overhauled like half the defense this, this off season, which may or may not be a problem. Um, what was uh, the thoughts behind getting rid of John Marino? I don't know if you've covered that. Oh, I've, I've mentioned like, it. I'm glad you, I'm glad you asked because I actually did a little bit of an in de- more in-depth look at not super in-depth, but John Marino, I think, is a we kind of gave up on him a little too early or something. I don't know why after one bad year we traded him. Um, let's we can talk about Marino. So John Marino he plays 12 games so far on a Devils team that's doing really well. They're top of the Metro, top of the league right now. Nine he has, three, I believe the Devils are. Yeah, yeah, you would be right. Um, he's he has one goal, five points, plus nine on the year. I know it's not a usually uh like people don't like think that's a great stat, but I think if you're on the ice for nine goals, you're preventing goals as well. Um, and he has a right-handed shot, which I was kind of like one of the reasons why uh, I wouldn't give up on him just yet. Um, I feel like right-handed defensemen are kind of like a premium. In the NHL, not very many, uh, I mean, Canadian-born players are all lefties, so there's not a lot of right-handed defensemen. So having a young right-hand defenseman on a not-terrible contract, I, I kind of liked. Um, I was kind of disappointed to lo- like lose him. I, I really did think we moved on too quickly. Uh, some, a guy, who did we get him for? Ty Smith? Ty Smith and a third-round pick is the... So, hey, Ty Smith, I also, I could talk about a little bit here, too, but I, I just felt like we moved on too too quickly, and, I mean, Dumo is someone who's been around and he's definitely taken a step back. This year is more apparent. I would have liked to see maybe stick with the youth, trade the one of the older guys who really doesn't look that great right now. Um, I don't know if you guys have watched much of the Pens live, but... But, but uh, like the pen, you know, there's like the eye test in hockey, and then you can look into stats and stuff. But like the eye test for Dumo is pretty bad. Like you can see him just like reaching on pucks, just being out of position, them just passing around, passing around, and it was just like laying down, not really playing good defense in front of his net. It's just 
kind of looks sad. And I don't know, maybe he's hurt. But this is his last year on his contract. I can't imagine the Pens, like, keep him beyond this year. I, I think he's kind of bad, honestly. Um, and Maybe like, he's just going through a rough spurt, but, like, he's... I, I feel like he's been regressing for a few years. Like, I think we might have mentioned this last pod is, like, he's been regressing to a point where he's a liability, and that's not good to have on a team who's trying to win Stanley Cups. So True, true. I, I think so, on a rebuilding team or something, he might be a good piece in, like, a trade or something, but... You know, yeah, he, I mean, he's yeah. probably a great veteran presence, but we don't really we have plenty of that right now. And he's like Dave said, I feel like he hasn't been that great and or healthy since the second cup. <laughs> yeah, he like, definitely. Like it, that is when people started really calling him out for regressing. Yeah, his contract's four point one million. I think John Marino's might have been like four point three. And that could have been. Commitment. But, Maybe the trade, uh, okay. like, wasn't on the table for Dumo, and, like, it was either Marino or nothing. Yeah, and, it, and you're probably right. You're prob- I don't know if anyone would actually want, you know, Dumo. Um, his He's Marino's, not playing well. Marino's 4.4. Marino, 4.4, yeah. See, it's, it's not a terrible contract. I mean, term-wise, yeah, you don't have as much freedom. Maybe they're not playing... Maybe they're playing more of a short, short-term game. I don't know. Maybe they want that money. But I, I just think Dumo is definitely a liability and not an asset anymore. So we need to start limiting his time. We have decent-ish depth. I mean, I, you guys mentioned Ty Smith. He's played 10 games in the AHL so far. Two goals, six points. He's a left-handed shot. Um, he played two years in the NHL so far. I think it was a total of, like, maybe like 108 games total, uh, but not not two full seasons. Um, he played on a, a Devils team that was underachieving super hard. I'm, I'm not really sure what his ceiling will be. I think he was projected to be like a top four kind of guy, but I, I think he is a higher ceiling and floor than like Chad Ruedel, who has been playing some, some minutes for the Pens and, I'm not a real big fan of Ruedel playing that much. Uh, I've been I, I've hated Ruedel for so long. I think yeah. he's garbage. I, I don't know what to make of him. Uh, he's been like a career like penguin in either in the AHL or the NHL, I think. But it's just like he doesn't. I feel like he just doesn't do anything. Like I, I don't know. I've seen him get beat. I've seen him look slow. I've seen him score or maybe like two goals, and it's just like. He started, that guy's like 32 years old, Rue Riedel. It's like, let's give some young guys a chance. Like, what is the harm in letting, you know, Ty Smith have a shot here? Um, like, he, yeah, Ty Smith struggled in his in his sophomore season, but his rookie season in 48 games played, he had 23 points, two goals, not bad. Um, in his sophomore year, he had 66 games played, 20 points. So there, there's a major like regression there a little bit of regression but there's usually honestly, like a second year slump though for players you know and there's a lot to unpack with the devil's teams that were playing because those teams played some really really bad hockey um they the struggled with injuries like well, jack the, hughes 
one year, 2021, 20 to 2021, yeah. Uh, it was a shortened year. They went 19, 30, and 7. Bray Shiro was GM. He was making plenty of trades. Uh, uh, Taylor Hall was to end up being traded. Andy Green, Wayne Simmons. Um, he's like, these are, you know, players who are good players, solid contributors. They're just losing talent. Um, Shiro was eventually fired. Tom Fitzgerald, who was like a Penn's assistant GM, became their GM. And he also continued to just remove talent the next year, like Travis Ajak and Kyle Palmieri. So I, I have to think some kind of, you know, turmoil there with your roster played in part to his regression. I mean, if the team's unstable playing without veteran influence, the team's going to be affected, especially the, the younger guys. Um, I think the Devils actually could, this trade could end up biting them in the ass. I think they kind of diminished his value with all the problems they had in their franchise. Uh, and if I think the, pan, the Penguins manage him well, I think they could really be an effective, like maybe bottom four guy who sits around for a while. He's a young guy. And like, I, I would really love to see some, some of our young guys start to succeed. Um, yeah, but who knows? There, I think there has to be some chat, uh, chat some cap gymnastics to really fit him. I think that's why he's not on the team yet. Uh, but I guess, hey, I guess we'll see uh, pretty soon here. Do you hear my dogs barking, by the way? Yeah. Not great. Probably Kai at the door. Um, are the, the last, my last really note here, I mean, on the Penguins, actually, before I get that, Matheson, I wanted to, to mention, uh, he was another guy we traded for Jeff Petrie. Jeff Petrie, I really don't. He's been playing bad. He's He's been playing so pa- bad that Marcus Peterson is now on the first line with, or first pair with Latang. So it, it's getting pretty, pretty dark here. Um, and Penguins for their D. That sucks. Yeah. I had uh, high hopes for, uh, for him. I mean, still kind of early. He can still. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And Matheson hasn't played a game yet because of a, some kind of, I think he had some kind of ankle surgery or something. But I mean, so far, I, I feel like that trade's kind of more even. Um, Petrie definitely, I mean, can he get any worse? Like at this point, he's been playing bad. He has to start getting better at some point. So just regressing back to the mean, you know, going upwards. He was um, also like Petrie, I, I think he fits better as like a second pairing defenseman. And Latang was out for a couple games there, and he had to fulfill that first line role. And I don't think he had what it took to like do that. And that was like exposed as a Penguins flaw. Yeah, the Penguins defense though has just been so bad, and he's definitely been a part of why. Like you, you're right. He's he's been a part of why it sucked, just being exposed to stuff he shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, the Penguins next. Next play Washington. They just beat the Washington Capitals. Just beat the Oilers, five to four. Uh, I mean, this is pretty close to a must-win game. I'd say in hockey, uh, Caps are kind of struggling out the gate here too. Um, I think the team needs to learn how to play with the lead, play a little bit tighter defensively, make teams fight to get in the scoring areas. Like one of the things I have a critique of Dumo is that he gets bought out, like worked and outbodied in front of Darnett. Kind of a big issue if you're, you know, big stay-at-home defenseman. Um, 
I'd like to see more of a defensive game than, you know, these like scoring races. Like, yeah, they're exciting, but to be honest, that's how we lost a few of these games. Like Boston ended up outscoring us because we couldn't play defense. And I mean, they're a lethal offensive team or we might not be the most least lethal offensive team anymore. Kind of got to play a, a better game, you know? So, um, Matt, you said you had something about the, the Blue Jackets you wanted to mention? Oh, man. Uh, like, I... At least you guys aren't Jackets fans. That's all I got to say. Like, they have six points right now. They're looking bad. Uh, I don't think having Zach Wierenski play 25-plus minutes a game like he's averaging is sustainable. And they need, like, help in the D end as well, just like the Penguins. But the thing is, the Jackets don't score goals either. And Patrick Laine has been kind of underperforming. For goals for, they're 30th in the league. And goals against, they're 31st. So, like, they're they're just a mess right now. They need, like, a coaching change, possibly, or just, like, a complete dumpster fire of a rebuild i mean i'd argue that this is what should be expected to what'd you say ryan (laughs) little brother brother. Uh i mean they are the pens little brother it does feel that way but like if we get connor bernard i'd be i'd be pumped i mean maybe that's the long con maybe they told Petro to just suck so they they don't have there you can get bernard and he can play with him is bernard a center or a wing Ah, fuck, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't center. know either. I, I hope he's a center because like the third generational talent. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's center, but I don't know. His name? Uh, Connor Bedard. I, I I just think like I'm not surprised that Columbus is bad, but I'm surprised they're this bad. Like yeah, they have six points in twelve games. Like there's no way they're getting forty wins. Like I went out on a limb and said the other week. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Duncan. He's a center. Is, he's a center. He's a center. Yeah. Okay, cool. He's that, a right-handed center. A center is exactly what the Jackets need. Like, Jackets I hope. need a lot. I mean, and yeah, they're just defensive they're not very help, good. maybe a goalie. I I don't know what's going on with Elvis. Like, I I was hoping he was a generational talent hyped up to be, but the defense in front of him kind of got traded or didn't sign back, and now he's left out to dry away too much. Yeah, I mean, that definitely could shatter a young goalie's uh, confidence just getting left out to dry, for sure. Yeah. Definitely, like, detrimental to your psyche, at least. Yeah. I mean, are are you surprised to see the the jackets this bad? I mean, like yeah, I, we knew yeah. they were gonna be bad. I, you were kind of high up on them, but like, I, I had my Homer take the Homer glasses up. off. Yeah, like, I'm. The roster just isn't very I impressive. Think the jackets, like, their success this year has surprised me to the point that it's upsetting being a fan right now. I would definitely agree with you. Um. I mean, I'm disappointed with the Penguins, but I'm I'm going to also talk about my second team, the Panthers here, who I'm oh, slightly yeah. less disappointed. If you're done on your on your jackets, yeah, I uh, just uh, I I like the way Boone Jenner's playing and Zach Wierenski, and then that's like about yeah, it for the Jackets I mean, and Goudreau. But I think 
I think like other than those is... three, like I'm done talking about the jackets. Basically, I, I, I'll leave you up with this. I think last pod we mentioned some people who were underperforming, and Bonnet was my choice. I just think he's. I don't know. I just I've been harping on him all season so far. I think he's just not as good as he once was supposed to be. Yeah. I, may, maybe playing with poor torts ruined him. Maybe he just wasn't that good in the first place. Maybe know? that's why it was two players for one in the trade because he wasn't up to like yeah. Dubois. That's fair. Yeah, that's that's pretty fair. But um, yeah. Um, I have like just a little thing on the on the the Panthers. Um, I, I was watching the, the Coyotes' first uh, home, home win at Mullet Arena, which was against the, the Panthers. They won 3-1. to one, And I just was like, started to think, I'm like, like what, what's going on with the Panthers as well? Like, last year they started 10-0-1. This year they start 7-5-1. Uh, like, I would look back at their games, they're winning one, they're dropping one, winning one, dropping one, losing the teams that they should probably beat. They lost to the Kings, the Coyotes, the Flyers, the Blackhawks, Lightning Bruins. I mean, some of them maybe not, but I think the Kings three are of decent. Them, yeah. At least but, three of them. I'd say Coyotes, Flyers, Blackhawks, they should beat them. Agreed. Um, I think part of the reason they're not is scoring as well. Their second line is kind of snake bitten. They've not been scoring at all. Uh, however, they did. I think it was Anaheim last night. They they started scoring actually. Uh, Sam Bennett and Sam Reinhardt. They before those games had zero goals, like three and four assists each. Not not really that good uh, to start the season. Not for the second line. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, Sam Reinhardt scored two goals versus Anaheim. That's it. And Sam Bennett also scores well. And I I think. If they can actually reach the potential they have, they're pretty good. Um, both of them are probably like 40, 50, 60 if they're lucky, goal, like point scorers. So maybe maybe that's also the issue. They're relying on wrong wrong guys. It's just I, I would like to see more from them. Um, and two other guys I have here that I, I want to see more <laughs> is Eric and Mark Stahl. They're both old now, like 38 ish old like that's pretty old for the nhl um and they just kind of don't pass the eye test that i have for players as well uh mark stall is just tall and he's slow like i i maybe their veteran presence is important but i I feel like playing mark stall on defense is just bad and you know it might be like a liability to put him back there yeah, like I, I like similar similar to Dumo, but not as bad. Dumo is better for sure, or not as good, I should say. Um, I, I think that there might need to be an alternative. I don't, I don't know. They're so cash strapped. I don't even know how they're going to manage to pull off a trade. Um, and like, I just, it's, it's upsetting. I mean, Duclair being hurt last, I think it might have been the last series or. It, I think it was in playoffs. He hurt his Achilles, and just like I, when he comes back, I think they'll add some more consistency. But by then, that's that's pretty deep. Um, yeah. Like I think he was due for like mid year, and by then you could be out of playoffs. Um, the I wanted to also mention like to Chuck. Like I thought he was playing pretty well. He got suspended. 
on some boneheaded ass play. He like stuck his blade into Jonathan Quick's mask on purpose. It was pretty stupid. Deserves the two games that he got. Uh, but I mean, I think he's been playing his build. I I think he's scoring how he should be, how he was in with the Flames. I think he's really has the least amount to blame. Injuries and cap are really the problem. Uh, like Mason Marchman, he's on the sh- uh, Stars now. He was one of those young guys that they, I think it was homegrown. I'm not sure. I thought he was was not really an NHL player too much, or at least didn't play very much before that season. Uh, but losing him sucked. I mean, he was a good depth guy that they had. They they just couldn't match what the Stars offered him. Uh, like Ekblad's hurt. Um, I mean, they're at, you look at their defensive core. It's Forsling, Montour on the first line, Mahora, Gudas on the second line, Stahl and Lucas Carlson on the third line or third pair. Just like who? They need some defense help too. Yeah, who the hell are these guys? Like Forsling (laughs) and Montour, I I I think are pretty good, but like they're not first line. The first pair good. I mean. you could argue that, like, I don't even really know who this Lucas Carlson guy is, and I follow them kind of regularly, so it just goes to show, like, who... Like, Gouda, Radko Gudas on the second yeah. line, like, that is kind of risky. Like, I see him more as, like, a third-line pairing guy. I agree, and it's just because, like, you, you want to shelter players from playing against the like, good players, <laughs> especially the ones who were not that great in... He's kind of old now too, Gouda. So, I I think he plays a consistent like physical game though. Yes, he does. He looks like a caveman, to be honest. Have you ever seen him? Yeah, I, I've seen a picture of him. He looks like a beast. I'd be afraid to run into him in the wrong area. Yeah, exactly. On the train tracks. Um, on the tracks. Yeah. Uh, like, That's always I'll... hanging around dark alleys and train tracks. <laughs> no. No, I swear. Hanging around <laughs> the suburbs. Suburbs, <laughs> yeah, that, that that's true for us, most of us. Um, I, I think that this Bob Roski kind of prevents them from being any sort of playoff competent. Like, it, how do you justify paying like ten million dollars uh, a season to someone that doesn't even play all eighty-two games? Yeah, that's kind of ridiculous. Like, yeah. I'm glad the Jackets didn't sign Bob, but like, yeah, they Florida has more wins, so does it really yeah. matter? I mean, ultimately, it's probably a good long-term move. I think I just Bob Roski, that whole deal kind of. When I saw that, I was like, I just like, you know, facepalm. It was like, oh my god, why, why does it have to be the 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 Panthers that signed them to that long, like ten or eight years? Uh, eight, ten million dollars each year. I was like, oh Jesus, uh, this is rough. The Panthers, though, like they have some work to do, and the Atlantic has definitely taken steps to improve. With like Detroit and Buffalo being on hot streaks right now, and then Tampa Bay, they're slumping a little bit. Boston is gonna just be good all year. I have a feeling. And who am I forgetting? The Maple Leafs. Like, yeah, yeah, and a couple of other teams in there that could like make a move, but Florida needs to like get their shit together fast, basically. Yeah, and 
my my last thing on on the Panthers here is the Drew trade where they sent Owen Tippett uh, a 2004 or or sorry 2024 2025 one of those two picks in. A 2023 third round pick. So they gave up a great player, a first round pick, and a third round pick for Giroux just to be bounced in the second round. And Giroux's no longer on their team. So that's when, you know, that's a over, like, I don't want to say overpay, but like, that is like, uh, like, keep your, keep your, your, your assets a little better. Like, manage yeah. them better than splurging on Claude Giroux. I like that team was not Claude Giroux away from winning a Stanley Cup last year. Uh he definitely helped, but they they could have definitely spent the money or assets in a better way. Um moving on, Matt, you mentioned some teams that are off the hot starts. I got three teams that are off the hot starts that I like like watching them play right now is the Bruins, the Golden Knights okay. and the Devils. I think we mentioned mentioned all of them. Um, what do, what do you got on on these teams? What, what's your your read? The Bruins, like I don't know, like what I was thinking, not putting them in my top three for yeah, the I Atlantic. Like, the like they're solid. They have that line of like unstoppability, if that's even a word. I but think like, it's the, well, <laughs> they call it the, the something line, the perfect line. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Something but like, like that. Knock, Marshawn, and Bergeron, right? I think it might be perfection line. But... Yeah, perfection line. That's what they were calling it the night against the Pens, I think. No, fuck them. Yeah, that. that's sorry to bring that up, but that's the only that's Bruins right. game I've caught recently, and they looked really good in that. But New Jersey and Vegas, like, what? what are your thoughts on those two hot teams, I guess? Uh, I like Vegas. I think Vegas is one of the better teams in the league. They spend on every shiny new toy. I I drafted Jack Eichel for a reason in fantasy hockey, which we'll get to later. Fantasy hockey. Uh, but I, I I drafted him for a reason. I I really kind of believed in this team that that they are a good team. I kind of hate how they manage the players and kind of spend like you know like the throwaway culture of America. Like you know like. Oh, I want the new thing. Throw away my old thing. I mean, it's how it feels, at least to the players. Like they just ditch. Like match packs already is gone already. Uh, I, I I just I didn't like how they just managed some of their players. I, I'm blanking on some other guys. I didn't like how they did. Alex to too. Oh, Todd. flurry, flurry. Oh yeah. Like uh... how they fucked flurry over. Like Robin Laner. I feel like there's been some odds. It's just like I, I don't like them as a organization but I, I like the players on their team like i think they're definitely a, a shot to win you know cup here if they play, continue to play this well i'm surprised how good their goaltending is given it's like logan thompson and some other dude i i'm not really sure logan thompson has been on fire though yeah like and i picked him up i picked yeah. him up last year when robin laner got hurt and i was like holy shit this guy's actually pretty good like got a stash but i don't have them this year but yeah um the last team was the the devils and devils are interesting um i i i like their team uh i i really didn't think they were you know this good um do you have anyone on fancy matt who, who you thinking about you mentioned them uh, a little earlier I devils i just think like 
they got a lot of young talent right now, and then Dougie Hamilton's their key defenseman, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, he, like, yeah, he's playing on their team. Like he he's solid and he's a good defensive player to build around Jack Hughes and like his group of forwards all look like really good and John like uh, John Marino like I got into a big conversation with Hein last night shout out to Hein uh and he was saying how like I he thought the Devils got the better end of that deal with Marino and it like boosted their boosted their decor to the point where like they're not letting in cheap ones anymore and they they just like are winning games, I guess. I mean, yeah, they're Jesper Bratt is Jesper Bratt, yeah, out of, out of his mind. Like, I think he's been playing in the league for six years, and now out of fifth year, last year he's like a point per game. Now it's like, whoa, he has seventeen points right now. Yeah, um, that uh, that brought me to like a note that I have uh, surprises in the top twenty goal scorers. Jesper Bratt was one of them. That goal I wrote scores down. Or point scores. Or point point scores. Sorry, yeah, yeah. but like worries. he has, he has 17, like you said, he's been a big part of that Devils offense. And I there's yeah, more is. more surprises in the point scoring. I have like five people written down, but we could get to that later. Sure. I mean, feel free to just. I mean, this is kind of like players' teams off the hot start. So feel free. We can discuss anything. I have after this. I was going to talk about teams that are off the bad start. So. Well, we talked about th- three teams. I wanted to mention the team at the top of the Central as well, the Dallas Stars. And, like, they've been looking pretty good. And, like, Jamie Benn, he got into an altercation the other night. Oh, it's yeah. a pretty pretty funny video out, out there. And I'm glad he's, like, doing well this year and is on a winning team. I know that Jason Robertson is – one of their leading scorers. Uh, that brings me to another surprise in the top 20 scoring point <laughs> leaders, uh, Rupe Hints. He has 16 points right now, and he's up there in the scoring race. Well, there's like four guys that lead the scoring race, like McDavid, Drysaddle. Yeah, the, yeah the McDavid and Drysaddle are insane. Guys. There's like, but, I saw a thing today, 13 games in, they have combined 52 points. Like, that's it, fucking insane. They're unstoppable. I mean, that's just that's just incredible. But Dallas Stars, like, the, what what do you think of the Stars, Dave? So I I actually uh, last week we did uh, power rankings and I did another one. Um, I'll kind of just reference it and I did have them in my top bracket now. Um, last week I had them in the playoffs. This week. I have them in the elite bracket. I like. I think we talked about it a little bit. Um, if Jamie Ben and Tyler Stegen are contributing, this team is going to be really good. I mean, their D core decent. Uh, their their forward core, like you mentioned, uh, what's his name, Rupi Hints and uh, Jason Robinson, right? Yeah. And it's just like these young guys are coming in, making an impact. It's impressive. Uh, I like them. I like Ottinger as well, although I think he's been hurt. I think he just went down with an injury. Yeah. Uh, Blackwood, who they traded for last year, he's been stepping up. Um, It's good to see. I I like Dallas. I think Texas should definitely do hockey, so to speak. Uh, 
I would like to see another team in Dallas or not Dallas in in Texas, but maybe like Houston. Yeah, that's that's what we were saying. Um, but like I I, can't, I think the guy's name was Niels Lundqvist. He came from the Rangers. He he's been pretty decent uh, for the for the Stars. Miro Heiskanen, uh, Colin Miller, like these guys. Pretty like Colin Miller's a vet. I think he played on the Sabres, maybe. At one yeah, point. yeah. Yeah, Definitely. and Ryan Suter. It's just like this. This team's well built. Isla uh, Lindell. Hajipani or whatever his name is. Hawkinpaw. Hawkinpaw, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think think they're a legit team. Hawkinpaw was a fantasy favorite of mine last season. Yeah, he's a big boy. Big boy, right? Hits. Yeah. Mm, Big boy. But some other, like, (laughs) top 20 scorers that are surprising to me, like, (laughs) in the 15-point range, uh, Dominic Kubalik on the Red Wings and uh, Hyman, who I, I forget what team he's on. He's on the Oilers. Oilers, yeah, and that he's makes sense because he's playing Zach David. Hyman. Yeah. It, like, he's playing with McDavid and Dreisaitl, so he'll get his points. Exactly. And then Martin uh, Natchez on the Hurricanes. Natchez, yeah. Yeah, and Troy Terry. I think he's been a stud. I think I talked about him on the first podcast. Uh, he's scoring goals for the Anaheim Ducks. He's a beast. Who did you mention like three ago? I, I feel like I had something to talk about about one of these players. Uh, Kubalik. Oh, yes, yes. So Kubalik, yes. He started off, I think, 12 points in in seven games or something like that, and he's cooled off. His, his stock is definitely trending down, if you're going to put it in those ways, in those terms. Um so I'd like to see him score more. He definitely is on a good Detroit team. I mean, they're kind of they're kind of surprising people as well. I don't know if you consider them one of the hot teams since they're kind of in the middle. They're actually losing two to one right now. Um, yeah, to the Canadians. Yeah. So it's just for for them for the Red Wings. I always feel like it's what 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 team are you gonna get? Are you gonna get the good version of them that can play well? Or are you gonna get this? <laughs> team that can't defend at all in their own zone it's like what the hell this team's team's butt <laughs> yeah it's a hit or miss with the wings for, for sure um so i mean that was some of the hot teams uh if you want to i'm going to mention some some bad um, I, have, I have one hot team go for, go oh i think i know who it's gonna be a, t- uh, a, a team that uh, just went, came off a three game uh road trip and won all three games See how Kraken. Yeah, it, yeah. It depends. No, but I, I, I mean, yeah, the Kraken are pretty starting off pretty good now. Yeah. They're second in the Pacific right now. Like Jaden Swartz has like ten points. I'm looking up right now. Jaden Swartz uh, yeah. has ten points leading the team. He's been playing really good. Tatum's in the top four for scoring there. Um, yeah, I mean, they've been playing great. Matty Beniers, is that you say his name? Yeah, he's been, he's, he's up yeah, there Beniers. too. So, I mean, Kraken. Veneers might yeah, win yeah. rookie of the year. That, yeah. I don't think that was my pick. I'm I'm glad you mentioned them because I I kind of thought they were uh, pretty impressive as well. I think one thing that's different that they're from this year to last year. Yes, the, the young guys have gotten a little better, but their goaltending is actually doing something. Um, I think is it Peter? Not Peter. Grubauer. I don't know his first name. Gru, Grubauer is he is he hurt or is he playing? Because he's hurt. 
He's been yeah, hurt. I was gonna say so much. He's, Martin I, Jones is in the net right now for them. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking right now. It's so it's Philippe Grubauer, who I knew Grubauer. Uh, then Martin Jones, I know too. But uh, yeah, Jones been playing way more. Jones been playing well, surprisingly. Yeah, I'm looking so, at his numbers now. I haven't really realized it. Yeah, he's doing really good. Start of the year, he sucked. This this he's doing well right now. Uh, I have him on my fantasy team too. Uh, but I I kind of just. I never thought he was very good. I kind of think he might just be playing hot right now. Maybe like four years ago he was good when we like beat him in the the cup finals. But, I mean, hey, maybe you just need like to be doubted and then you know what? What the hell did Geno Smith? They they called me, but I didn't call back or whatever. They wrote, they wrote me off, but I didn't write yeah. Back. So I mean, hey, some people need that adversity to really light a fire and get going. And for for his sake and the Kraken's sake and my team's sake, my fancy team, most importantly. I hope he does well, and I hope Seattle does well. I feel like we've been pumping their tires in this pod, and I, I, it's not just because, you know, it's one of your teams. Like, I feel like I kind of switched allegiances in the West to them. I think, since, I think you're becoming a crackhead. I think you've been yeah, hitting this too hard. You shared I think the you're crack. becoming a crackhead. You shared it, and now I, I can't get enough of it. Take you a pop. Give you a little taste. Yeah, that's. I mean, not to talk about Mother Pub, but that's what me and Guy always do with the Falcons. They're a crackhead team in the in the NFL where we always want to bet them and stuff, and we we always get trapped in the crackhead loop. But, uh, but the the crackheads in the NHL are they're 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 it's a good kind of crack. It's hitting hard. It's hitting good. Yeah, they they are looking good, and uh, I would definitely not mind seeing them do well. They're on a four game winning streak, and they mm-hmm. beat the Penguins twice in that win streak. So yeah. Penguins can't say shit to them at this point. At all. Uh, I, uh, I I got to fight that game. I couldn't go, though. It sucks. Oh, that does suck. I need to make it out to a Penns game pretty soon. Uh, yeah. I think my, my family the has Preds like tonight. that. What's up? The Crackers are playing the Preds tonight. Sorry. Yeah, I, I saw that. I have it pulled up on 10 o'clock. But my, my, ten, my parents have a season ticket thing, and I haven't gone to a Penns game in a while. I think 20th is the next game that we might be able to go to. But – I'll talk to you guys about that after because I was thinking about maybe tailgating a Penns game here. Tailgate? I never tailgated hockey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, well, like, I'll get into details maybe about that later. Maybe we shouldn't publish everything on the pod, but <laughs> you know, I, I I think it could be fun. Um, yeah, I would. So, talked about the Pens. Talked about Panthers. Teams off to hot starts. Teams off to bad starts. I mean, I don't really want to harp anymore on the Penguins, but they look awful. I don't want to harp anymore on the Blue Jackets. They look yeah. awful. <laughs> I, teams that were expected to do well, Penguins were definitely one of them that are off to a bad start. I mean, they're really like well, we mentioned the, the scoring, the the defense, the special teams are also bad. Uh, their PK is 26th with 73.2, and uh, the power play is 19th with 20%. And typically with those two stats, uh, you're looking at you know kind of part of a fraction you want to get to a hundred percent you know with adding those two numbers together a hundred percent is kind of like you know your team's all right on special teams you're passing like 110 is like elite penguins are at uh what's that 93 percent that's that's bad i mean teddy blue bluger is definitely part of the reasons their their pk is bad but yeah pens don't want to harp too much on them. They're, they're not playing well this season. Um, at least to start. Uh, the two, I got four teams that 
want to mention. Uh, first, Ottawa Senators, uh, they're four and seven. I kind of thought they were better than this. Uh, I'm not really sure what their their exact deal is with with why they're doing so poorly. Uh, uh, I Cam Talbot maybe. I, I was gonna say at the start of the season, I I thought their goaltending was suspect. Uh, he was hurt. Defense is so, a little like, suspect as well. Cam Talbot is just coming off injury, so like I think that'll give a boost to the goaltending for the Senators. Yeah. Like they had Anton Forsberg and Magnus Helberg, like Berg and Berg Associates or something. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck they're doing in, in the goaltender, but they they are just they're not great team or player for for goalies. I mean they're young as well. Or at least they were actually. No, they're twenty nine and thirty one. Holy shit, I'm wrong. I don't know why. Like they, I don't know why they started the season with this this team or these players. They kind of suck. Um, but I mean, we got to mention for them, Josh Norris being hurt. Apparently, his injury's not as bad. Maybe I don't know, but he's definitely a reason why they're probably four and seven, or they are four and seven. Um. Definitely want to mention the Blues, who have lost, uh, yeah. I think, six in a row. They're probably maybe seven. I can't even remember. They're also one of the worst teams uh, in the league. Like, just statistically, they're just bad. Um, they are last in the league in goals for. And yeah. they've only scored 22 goals this whole season. Yeah, and, I mean, I – I definitely, I don't want to say I called it, but I was down on them this year. I, I never really thought they were a great team. I think they're kind of past their prime. And and you'll hear uh, hockey like heads mention, oh, they were in December or the year they won the cup, they were, you know, in last place. It's like, well, yeah, but that was kind of a fluke. And you don't strive to be in last place. So you can go ahead and win the Stanley Cup. It's not like NHL 20, you know, 2022 or whatever the fuck it is now like if you're that deep you're probably not a good team and at this you point you just got they hot probably, at the right time i mean yeah and at this point like maybe they should consider selling like trading like ryan o'reilly or tarasenko or I, I don't know like i i don't think they go up from here i still think they are a middle of the pack that best team um It'll be interesting to watch at the trade deadline for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, if they if they add, I think they're insane at this point. Uh, they're three and seven. They match the Pens, by the way, with their losing streak here. Um, other team, next team, Predators. Uh, they're five, six, one. They're kind of starting to gain some traction, so they might not even deserve to be on this on this list. But I was kind of worried for them uh, at one point. I don't. I don't think they are a bad team in my uh, power ranking. I had them decently high. Uh, what you call it? Last week I had them in bad. This year I have them in, or last year, last week I have them in bad. This week I have them in like the fringe. So I mean, they're I think they're gaining traction. Build some wins. Soros has been mediocre to start the season, so I'm expecting he'll correct that. Um, you got anything on the Preds, Matt? You. Not not really, honestly. Like I, I haven't seen a Predators game since that opening night. Yeah, those games were entertaining as well. Um, my my last 
uh, team was the Capitals, who kind of had a statement win against the Oilers last night. I mean, Capitals literally did not move on my power rankings. I think they're a middle-of-the-pack team. I think they're old. I think they're less skilled than the Pens, less able than the Pens. I would be surprised if they make playoffs still. Um, I think their playoffs rely on when their guys come off the injury reserve. Yeah, and they're missing, like, uh, Backstrom for a long time. So it's like, if you're in a hole and those gut players come back, it's going to be tough. Ovechkin was a monster last night in that Oilers game, though. Mm -hmm. He had this one almost highlight reel goal where he, like, went through, like, two defensemen and stopped and turned around and shot it, but it, like, got, the goalie made the save. Skinner. And uh, Yeah, Scott Skinner or Stewart or whatever. Stewart. Yeah. Stewart. Um, yeah. He had a pretty big game last night. You see and, his assist? He put it between yeah. his legs in front of the goalie, and I don't remember who finished it, but I was like, oh, oh. Yeah, and that, that, that is one reason sturdy. it's hard to doubt the Capitals because of Ovi. I mean, a captain's drive to win can, you know, inspire the team to do pretty well, I think. But I just, I don't know. I'd I, agree I'm they're middle of the pack for sure. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite a believer yet for them. Um, I was gonna do my uh, power rankings. How did I? Do I have to share my screen? Should I? Uh, I'll do that. Yeah, share screen on the bottom. It'll be on the video, too. Okay. Do you guys see this? Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> I would like... I put in the Seattle picture this time, Ryan, so no bias here. Um, last week Don't, with the You can't forget one, like last time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I was like, oh, shit, I meant to totally do this. But, uh, as you see, I have the Bedard sweepstakes. I kind of updated them. Uh, this week's up top. Uh... From left to right is kind of my order. Like, if you're in the front first column, you're kind of one of the better teams in the bracket. Um, Bedard sweepstakes, yeah, not much change. I think these four teams, now that Columbus wants to punch their ticket to the Shipsville here with how they've been playing. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. I can't even defend them right now. It's hard. It sucks. It definitely sucks. Your Your team... Added in the offseason, one of the best free agents, and it doesn't really move the needle. It's like, I don't know. Um, it's a big but, re moment. I mean, would you disagree with any of these ones? Like, I don't, I think the Ducks won a single game. They kind of look bad. I think it might be a little early to say the Devils are a playoff team, even though they're in first place. I know it might sound <sighs> crazy. That's fair. But I like, I think one of the things we highlighted, though, proves they will be, is that their goal, their defense is good. Which a lot of these teams are not, uh, but we'll we'll get to the, the Devils. Well, I'm gonna go up the the level here. Um, okay. In bad, Blues, Sharks, Canadians, uh, Senators, Vancouver. Not much change there. Um, I think these teams suck. I think these teams are missing major components or need to just you know finally commit to the the. The, what you call it, the rebuild. Um, I will say on the Sharks, Eric Carlson is out to an amazing start. Uh, actually, a record-breaking start. So I have a little thing here. Um, the the last time, so he's played 13-14 uh, games. I'm not sure right now. One of those two. 
Um, the last time a defenseman had 10-plus goals in 13 games to start the season. So, do you know the last time it was done? I'll give you a hint. It wasn't this century. Ah, well, that narrows it down. Only yeah. like 100-plus years to work with. Yeah, so... Uh, was, could you give me a decade? It was in the 30s. Okay, uh, I have no idea. Yeah, so... <laughs> it's obviously like 90s. 1937-1938 season, George's... George's, I think? I don't. I think it might be a French name. I might be saying that wrong. Mantha, he played for the Montreal Canadiens. He had uh, 10 goals in 11 games. Um, he finished that season 47 games played, 23 goals, 19 assists, 42 points. Um, kind of weird. I was just like, what, what a weird stat to pull up. Like, this dude from the 30s also did this. But I also saw on his, I was, like, doing some digging on this. He was also a left wing, so I don't know if that really counts. I, I feel like that yeah. kind of takes away from the mystique of it. If He was also a forward. Um, I mean, Eric Carlson, the way he's produced throughout his career, could arguably be a forward. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I, I let's let's have a little Carlson talk. So I, I do have some stuff just to jump from one thing to the other, the power ranking. But uh, Carlson, I did want to speak on like 14 games played, 19 points, 22 percent shooting. Uh, he's an all-star player. He's been regressing recently. San Jose has looked bad for since they won the cup. I mean, I've liked him. I always thought he was one of the best defensemen. Uh, I, I felt like his time. And San Jose has just been marred by underperformance and just a team that has passed their prime and is trying to like just claim something, but they're just they're just not very good. Um, uh, one of the weirder things I kind of remember with Carlson uh, was one of the injuries he had when I don't know if you guys remember this. And like I don't know what what year, but Matt Cook slicing his Achilles. Do you remember that when he was on the Senators? Uh, I, I I totally forgot about it, but that's like unlocked a memory yeah. of mine that I forgot about. I, I thought that was one of the more interesting things that happened with the Pens and him, and it's interesting in a bad way where Matt Cook definitely intentionally or not sliced his Achilles, and that couldn't have been easy. Um, yeah, I don't know how many Norris trophies he's won. Matt, you might know uh, a little bit more about Carlson, but. Uh, Carlson, I just think that he's picking up, like, slack now that Brent Burns isn't there anymore, and that's why oh. he's, like, contributing way more points this year. True. He Maybe there's less mouths to feed on the, yeah. on the blue line, yeah. That's a good point, actually. Interesting. Because Burns is on the Hurricanes now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is. Yeah, he's a, he's a tank. Like, I, he's a big dude, and taking him away from Carlson's pair gives Carlson that much more of an opportunity to produce. Real quick, um, uh, he has two Norris trophies. Two, yeah. So, I mean, like Matt said, he could be a forward. Like, if, you win, if you're winning those consistently, you're skilled at both sides of the game. Um, but to jump back to the, the power rankings here, I got also uh, – I, I went through the bad teams. I mean – I, I don't have much to say on on them, really. Uh, one of the... Actually, did I do this backwards? Wait, no, no, no. Okay, I, actually, I might have. I actually think I meant to put L.A. in playoffs, but they could be 
arguably in fringe as well. I, I think they're one of the better teams uh, in the Pacific. I think they're kind of underperforming. I think they could maybe get a, a goalie and really be competitive. Um, I mean, I moved the pens back. You see the pens in there now. The the Flames uh, Predators are trending up. It's just trying to be reactionary, you know, but not too reactionary. I still I don't think the Pens can go below fringe. There are some teams I don't think can go below fringe. I think Flames and Kings are also shouldn't go below fringe, and maybe like Blues can move up to fringe depending on how the season rolls on. But like, I see I have the the up here them in the playoffs, and I totally think I meant to put them up up here in playoffs because I don't think that they're a fringe team. I do think they're playoffs, but that might just be an error on my part. Um, a team that, you know, is right rising in the ranks here, definitely Seattle. I think they could be a playoff team. I kind of organized this in a way where <laughs> I saw that. Um, yeah. So this is like, Flip I think, that. 15 teams up here. I tried to get it as even as I could with uh, East and, and West, but I, I just feel like they're one of those, those teams that are up there right now. They're playing well, for, for sure. Um I know, Matt, you said you don't think the the Devils should be in the playoffs. Do you have a strong reason why you think that? Or I mean, I think they're kind of like a hot team at the moment. But, like, they still have a long season, and we'll see if the youth on the roster can hold up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I looked, I looked at their roster a little bit when we were talking here. They have a lot of depth scoring, like, their fourth line has like eight points already, like each, which is kind of crazy. Um, yeah, so like I could see them being a playoff team if that holds up for sure. But like, exactly, with exactly. the time will tell. For sure, and I mean some of the teams that they're competing with for playoff spots are also kind of rising in the ranks here. The Devils, the Islanders, Tampa, or not? I mean, I guess they kind of are, but definitely something to watch. I, I like watching. These teams rise and fall. I like I said, it's a this is a power ranking, so it's supposed to be a little more reactionary. You know, if a team wins three in a row or something, they're going to get a bigger bump than a team yeah. that wins. You know, whatever. Um, yeah. Um, before, I, think... I have like a more serious topic, Matt. But okay. if you want to talk about, I, I'll save that for close to when we're last. Um, if you got anything exciting you want to mention, I know you're saying you have. A few things. Anything you haven't touched on? Uh, hockey related. Sure. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll have stuff at the. No politics related. <laughs> oh, politics related. Uh, I got nothing. <laughs> if you got but, nothing. Uh, oh, no, okay. I, I. Fantasy purposes, like I, well, I don't know. After this, I got you fantasy. Okay, um, that's all I so, have. Okay, basically. so. Um, one of the like prevailing stories that has happened over this last weekend was Mitchell Miller. He was uh, a forward that was signed by the Bruins, and that's putting it very lightly. This guy was a fourth-round pick in Arizona, by Arizona in 2020 until they relinquished his uh, draft rights after a story was published about how he and another classmate were convicted of assaulted, assaulting and bullying a black kid that was developmentally disabled. Uh, this this black kid, his name is Isaiah Myers Crothers. He is the son of 
adopted parents. He was 14. These kids were like 14 years old when this happened. Um, Bruins, I don't know what they were thinking here, signing this guy. Um, I kind of peeked into the story more because, you know, this is unusual. Like, you don't really hear this too much in getting to the NHL. Um, I can't unshare my screen. I'm sorry. Confirm, stop sharing. Yeah. Um, Mitchell Miller. Um, his mom said that, uh, so Isaiah's mom said that Mitchell had recently apologized to Isaiah via Snapchat. Uh, she said, quote, when Mitchell Snapchatted my son a week and a half ago, he apologized and said, it has nothing to do with hockey. Well, it has everything to do with hockey, end quote. And my take of this whole situation is that it's, it's honestly kind of a tough scene. Um, Oh my god, my my phone or my watch. Um, I, I'm glad I don't have to make any rulings on this because it, it's really not an easy choice. I guess racism is wrong and abusing people is wrong. Um, but defining someone by something they did when they were 14 is not very you know accurate of their present day character. This was seven years ago. Um, did I make mistakes when I was 14? Yeah. Um, but my mistakes weren't as severe as this kid. And like at 14, you know that abusing someone and calling them racist names and stuff is is wrong, and like these actions are wrong. And I definitely condemn anything this guy said and did to Isaiah. Um, what would it take for him to play in the league? Maybe to be forgiven by Isaiah publicly or something. Um, I I do feel people can be you know like fixed in a way i don't i don't think fix is the right word but i think people can be forgiven if they're sincere about their intentions and actions and i i feel like the little tidbit the mom gave about oh he apologized on on snapchat and oh this is totally not about hockey i feel like that definitely proves this kid is not to that level of maturity yeah i feel like, like if you want to solve this problem you're like hey Meet you, your mom, my mom, whatever. Let's meet and let's talk. Like, you can go to as many, uh, like, human resource classes, whatever. Like, you could just coast through those. Like, true true change and true action, I think, and showing sincerity would be the only way this guy could ever play in the NHL. Um, I'm not sure your guy, what you guys got any takes on this. I mean, I feel um, like it's kind of cut and dry, but maybe not. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think he. I I think I heard that some of the people in the Bruins organization said that he's still like kind of like a shit person. Like I, I heard yeah. he's he did, he's not like the best coming from like some players inside the organization. Um, from what I read, so like it's like yeah, he might change where he's not gonna publicly like shame a mentally disabled minority, but yeah. like he's still kind of that person inside. It seems like from what I'm hearing and. Like you're saying, like he's people from 14 change, but I'll I credit that to more to like if you tweet something bad back when you're 14, like that one quarterback coming out of whatever college did. I I, I can see that argument for more for that than like bullying a mentally disabled person. I mean, it's like just, when you're 14, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, just not a not a cool not. I mean, cool isn't even the right word. It's just not an acceptable action. Um. Also, I I've like me personally, I believe in like a second chance for people. But like, if he's not showing maturity changes, like you guys are saying, 
like he shouldn't have the like the it's chance a privilege, not a the, right. yeah the privilege the privilege that's what i was the word i was looking for to play yeah. in the nhl like maybe like i don't know if he's in like a minor league make him work his way back into the nhl or something but like like you yeah, can't you can't roster this kid like if he hasn't made and, serious repercussions for his actions you know and yeah i mean like it, to be fair the bruins actually did release him i think it was monday yesterday uh two days ago maybe by people who actually are listening to this but just like yeah like his actions are wrong if he's not showing true remorse or anything he, sorry bud i mean not not every shitbag gets what they want and I definitely think nowadays, if it, like especially where like you could be publicly shamed pretty easily, I, I just don't think this guy really should be playing in the NHL. I think he should count his blessings. He's not getting like beat up on the streets or something, you know. Uh, um, real quick, I just went back and watched the video that I heard about it, and it was Patrice Bergeron came out and said he's an asshole, and then oh. a bunch of other like people in the Bruins locker room said the same thing. Oh shit! Patrice that's what I'm saying. Like. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, I thought I heard something about a Bruins player. I think it's Bergeron himself. So, like, he's calling call him an asshole. So, I mean, that doesn't mean. And that's and like. I'd... I also, like, kind of, in the part of the video, I was like, explain more what he did as the bullying. At one point, he rubbed the lollipop inside a urinal and made the kid eat it. Like, that's. that's Holy sadistic. shit. That's sadistic. He told him, he told he called him the N word and told him to go pick cotton. Like, that's messed up. That's something that uh... you can, like, kind of outgrow when you're 14 if you're doing sadistic shit like that yeah inflicting pain like that and just mental torment is just that's i didn't know that okay i really didn't know that and that completely sways my like this guy definitely does not if if he can't even like publicly like repent or anything like yeah oh my god i didn't know that that's awful yeah well that's also just like, Once again, that's what there's out there. Allegedly, just there's no legal stuff. I heard that from uh, a new a media source. That's what I'm sure it's true. I'm sure, so I'm it's, sure it's true, true because yeah. they're saying it publicly. It's uh, so I'm sure that like it's factual. Yeah, and they're minors at the time, so there might be information being protected or withheld he, because of that. It said that he got uh, he had to go to juvenile court in Ohio for all this, oh, and shit. got found guilty or pled guilty for doing all this. It was just juvenile court, so like. It's not like a real record or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely a shit bag. <laughs> I didn't know that he's shit bag. Like uh, that's just, ah uh, man, kind of a loss for words. Um, uh, yeah, that's majorly fucked. Yeah, let's transition to something that's you know more fun. Um, fantasy hockey. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> so no, no worries. Like I, I'm glad we all like can see eye to eye here for that. It's just it's wrong. Um, fancy hockey. We got our first trade of the season. I'm gonna break it here. Uh, it's Matt Matt Stalter here. He's traded. Uh, he's trading for sorry Tory Krug and Thatcher Demko. Uh, Tory Krug's a defenseman for the St. Louis Blues. Uh, Thatcher Demko plays goalie for the Vancouver Canucks. He traded to his friend. I think his name is Andrew. Andrew Heine. Um. Yeah. Oh yeah. Shout out Andrew or Heine or whatever. Again. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Maddie, Maddie Bernier and Cam Talbot on paper. I feel like no one really lost this trade. You guys swapped goalies in a spit swapping makeout match. And <laughs> on, 
on Monday Night Football. Don't don't know. I knew what went on over there. Um, oh man, it, it was. I had the soldier from Big Shot Bob's, and it was GG. <laughs> I don't even. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Uh, but I, I feel like you know it's kind of a minor swap. I actually thought Matty Bernier. You know, I mean, I thought he was a good player. I I, I feel like I might like the return on him that you got as well. Um, with what, what, you, what were you thinking when you made this trade? You just, uh, I needed help. Matt on, loves trading. Side uh, note, Matt loves trading fans. I, like, yes, he does. I, I have a trading obsession, and just refreshing the roster makes me pay attention to the whole league more. But, like, what I was looking for in this trade, I needed a defenseman because mine were pretty weak, and I had a ton of center depth, and I was losing face-off categories. So I figured I'd get someone that could score on the power play and – just get another goalie that might be all right. And while we're talking about fancy hockey, I'm just going to share my screen again. I pulled up the, I had copy and pasted like the current standings just uh, in general in, in the league. So we can just, if people are watching, they have something visual here. Um, for record, Matt's team is Mo, Mo's nauseum, Mo Cosby, which I don't even really understand what <laughs> reference you're going for. Uh, he's one of three right problems. <laughs> yeah, but like Mo Nazia Mo Kaji, it doesn't even make sense. I was just like, he's definitely doing Mo money, Mo problems, but like, yeah, I was. I couldn't so think of anything, but, but like, like I, I understand he's referencing Mo money, Mo problems, but I just I don't get it. Pat Pat said a good one to me earlier. He was like Nazim these nuts or something like that. I don't even remember. <laughs> I I might have just thought of that right now. But, um, yeah, Matt's one and three. Uh, I, I noticed that this year a lot of people are making moves, like a, a, an uptick in roster moves, which is – I think it's a good thing. I like seeing people try. I mean – Yeah, it makes for a more fun league. We have a pretty, like, tight, uh, like, point gap right now. Yeah, so far. Yeah, um, yeah so, I mean, your dad's at the top of the league, 4-0, and of course. Fucking must have played a softy schedule. Um, I'm three zero and one. I tied. Who did I tie? Phil Kessel's hot dogs. I, I think that might have been Dunkel's buddy. Yeah. Tied him last week on like literally down to the last game. I was so I was so mad that I didn't win. Um, but I could have easily just as lost. So I will take the tie. Um, Ryan, I feel like you you're doing pretty well to start the season. You're making a lot of moves. You're two one and one. Um, yeah, I'm maxing out my moves each week. Last week, I think I, I did it a little too early, and that kind of screwed me. I ended up tying Pat at the very end last week. I feel like I said nobody playing on Sunday, and if I had more uh, ads, I could have maybe at least got a couple guys just to steal a couple more categories back. But it's okay. I think I'm doing pretty good right now. I'm winning. I'm beating Matt right now, seven three in our current match. Yeah, I think I'm. It's yeah, still McDavid. Early. McDavid is like. That I wish I had McDavid. <laughs> True, McDavid will cover up a lot of issues, and you can address other things because he'll score so many points. I'll, I'll give you, a, I'll give you him for a hundred bucks. I don't have that. Start <laughs> working them corners, Matt. <laughs> Got to dig in hard, hard and fast, boys. Dump and change. Dump and change. Um, honestly, I feel like a, a surprise is how bad Pat's team is. Like. Shout out, Pat. Your team sucks. You're I'm disgusted that I tied him. Yeah, I, I saw it. He was like, dude, outside of course. I was like, yeah, but you tied. It's, it sucks. Um, yeah, you didn't win. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I mean, really, like I, I'm looking forward to this fantasy year. Once again, Sean Sean Ward's competing for top spot. Always does. Always can manages to put together a team. I, I would definitely like to get uh, to get him on here at some point. I'd like to hear his thoughts about his strategies on like how he manages his team, like mm-hmm. what his focal points are. I will say this week I play Nick and. I think I might be losing right now, but my team just got like fucked by by injuries to like the goalies. I'm like, uh, I don't even have a defenseman playing today. Like I have an open roster spot because Tachuk got suspended as well too. So I'm just like in like a weird limbo. That I'm hoping I can squeak by a win, but I don't know if I will uh, this week. Um, also, I just want to shout out Dunkel real quick. He dropped. He offered me a trade, three players or whatever, two players. He dropped two of the three so far. I, like He's like, dude, it was a long shot. I thought it was pretty even. I'm like, what are you talking about, you crazy oh, bastard? I, I sent a good my meme. <laughs> I sent a good meme today, or was that yesterday? Oh man, it was in the in the Snapchat group, and I was just it was just basically like when your buddy offers you a shit trade and fancy, and the dude was just like yelling at another dude. I was like, yep, that. That feels about right. That's what I did to Dunkel. That's exactly. That's exactly. No, he he tries to give me oh. shit trades all the time, and so it's to the point where like now like every trade I just send to you guys, both of you, and just say like yeah, how bad you're trying to fuck me, and he always is. I, see, yeah, I, like and they're never fair. He does the same thing to me. Because he because well, he he knows that I don't know like third liners from around the league, so he always tries to offer me those guys and tries to convince me how they're like playing well and i just look at the stats i'm like no they're not so i then i always send you guys how bad it is we're uh we're all i like the league sorry dave go ahead that's all right i was gonna say uh with the trade dunkel offered me like eichel is the 30th ranked player Romoko he offered and he was like he wasn't doing well but he was offering me like 200 or 202 of 200 ranked plus players for like a 30 ranked player and, and a goalie and I'm like and he offered some draft compensation I I think I'd get moved up in the draft but like not enough for me to be like yes this is a fair trade I felt like a media like dude this is a gross trade this is icky I like the layout of our league and how it is because uh like everyone's at a point as a manager that they know the depth players now. So there's less like True. shady trades. Honestly, so. if you ever have a doubt and you're in our league, operate off of player ranks and then average stats. Like it's kind of like the way we play fancy uh, hockey is how people play fantasy baseball. So if you're good with ba- fantasy baseball, you can do it the same way where points not, it's not like fantasy football where points are like, Oh yeah, 200 to 200 game. It's, it's it's different and it takes a different like mindset i feel like because when you're looking for like points you're looking for a player that's going to make splash like plays or like oh this guy's doing hot this guy got bumped up to this line i want him on my team so he'll score more it's it's kind of different for ours it's kind of like okay he might have got bumped up but is he is he gonna get a lot of shots is he gonna get assists is he gonna get hit still like it's it's is he gonna to get about. like rotated off that line a minute into the game you know why does my watch keep doing that I'm gonna take it off your watch loves you should i should i credit siri 
for the featured guest this episode. She's been listening to me and like, I don't know how to respond to that. It's like, you don't. That's how you respond to that. Um, I, I, I'm definitely looking forward to this year. I want to win this fantasy league pretty bad. We upped the ante on money, so kind of motivating, a little bit of motivating. It was, I think it's 200 total pot. No, 240. 20 bucks yeah. each. So See, Matt, that's not a bad deal now for 100 bucks for McDavid. Not bad deal. Honestly, though, I was yeah. considering sending yeah, you the hundred right you now. After I win, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit, dude. That's a that's a hundred twenty dollar profit on I'll my give part. Give you so. McDavid for my twenty second round draft pick and a hundred bucks and a hundred bucks. Honestly, though, hey, I can't endorse uh, this as the as the commission. You can't be a part of these talks. Yeah. So. So you guys have to do this outside of this. I can't hear it. Um, and that, I mean, that's kind of all I got on fantasy hockey. Uh, definitely looking forward to this year. I, I don't think we're quite finished. I think Matt wanted to have his his matrix, his uh, yeah, video Moots, game talk. M- Moots matrix. Moots matrix. Oh, actually, before we jump to that, Matt, you know, the Moot tracker, your your team. Oh you know, yeah, we, did we talk? We didn't about discuss that? it last week because you weren't here, so I didn't really feel a need, but. This yeah. year or this week, well, I keep saying year. I swear. The mood I, I would. I wouldn't have a soundboard. So Dude. I, now it's time for Moods Tracker. But the Moot Tracker. Okay, so uh, Dave. So I don't for, wait, before you start, up. before you, you start, anyone up. who hasn't listened before, you might have to explain a little bit. Moot Tracker was basically a bet. Matt's trying to, like, guess uh, what teams are going to be top three in each division. Matt, if you want to explain it uh, a little better, sorry, I will stop. You can just tell me to stop the screen. It's okay. okay. My bad. I didn't. All right. Um, All right. Moot Tracker, yeah, you so got to pull it up? Basically, yeah. Uh, I picked the top three. Hey, put it on the screen if you're trying to share a screen. Are you? Yeah, you're trying to share a no, screen. No, no. I was just uh, talking uh, Dave had his stuff still up for the fantasy. Oh. But, Sorry. Uh, you can't talk about the mood tracker. There's fantasy hockey on screen. It was distracting me. My last place was really... Hey, you're not last confidence. place. Ninth place, whatever. Yeah. That's, hey, the eight teams make playoffs, so, right? Silly yes. Yeah, eight teams and no bye weeks this year as well, so... That's you gotta true. Earn, you gotta earn it. So right now my moot tracker basically I need nine teams for a push, ten teams for Guy to go to a Penguins game in a Blue Jackets jersey, and eight if I only get eight teams right, I have to go to a Blue Jackets jersey and or Blue Jackets game <laughs> in a Sidney Crosby jersey. You'll be wearing a salmon suit. <laughs> but uh, right now it's not looking too hot for me. Uh, I have five out of the twelve teams in playoff contention right now and uh those teams are toronto detroit carolina colorado and los angeles kings but a lot of the teams right now that i picked are in the wild card spot fighting for those top three spots such as or, or they're barely out of the playoffs or underachieving uh penguins rangers predators st louis they might not have a single shot so i might as well cross them off right now yeah, and then Edmonton that. and Calgary also in Florida. So Definitely right now I'm five out of twelve. 
Definitely some underperforming teams there. I mean, we kind of discussed this almost at ad nauseum at this point, but I, I I'd like to see some of those teams step up. I'd actually love to see Guy go to a Pens game in a Columbus jersey. I think it'd be hilarious. I I've just met Guy honestly. I don't mean Guy don't know each other that well, but I feel like it'd be a great time to like razz him and get to know him. Hey, if we do tailgate hockey, I mean, hey, if he's interested. Get the Dirty J Pod on 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 prem on on campus, ready to, <laughs> to interview people. Drunk Yinzers, I feel like someone would definitely would do that Yinzer style. I know Ryan talked about it for for football. Yeah, we we ha- we haven't done it for football yet, but I want to bring my I want to bring my laptop <laughs> down, just plug the mics in, and just like walk around and interview people. <laughs> I'm, Drunk dude, people. I'm saying we can host it in the back of my truck. Just have like a desk. And just like yeah. sit in the back of my truck or some kind of shit, like in a parking I think garage it'd be fun. or something, like the parking lot across the street from the, the arena. Yeah, 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 one of one of those. Pay for the premium parking and come at like five five thirty and be like just tailgate. I mean, like seriously, really drunk. Yeah, why not? I think it'd be fun. I, I really do think we should uh, consider doing that. Yeah, um, definitely. Now, Matt, I mean, hey, sorry to stop your moot matrix here. Go go for it. This is Loot's matrix. Segment, yeah, segment to discuss some uh, some video games here. Moot matrix. That we all love. Okay, well, today we'll uh, let Dave, I'm going to pick a game that we both played like usual. Uh, mm-hmm. Today I'm picking Plate Up. It's a cooking roguelite simulator game. And you... Uh, you basically you run your own kitchen, design it yourself. Every tile you get is different every single run, and basically you you play like 15 days at a restaurant and try to like get through the run without losing. And mm-hmm. it's, the replayability is really high. I enjoyed a lot about it. Uh, Dave, what what do you think about played up? Uh, so yeah, I think you summarized it pretty well. Um, you you and your buddies. So this is why it's pretty fun. Um, I didn't have to buy the game. I don't own the game. I just played it with Toby, uh, Matt, Dunkel, whoever was there, you know, ready to play. So good good for that. You know, technically cheap, um, but it's it's fun. Uh, I like the. It's similar to I forget what the game's called. Um, Cookout or something. Overcooked. Yeah, but. I think they just do it a little bit better. Um, I, I, I'm not sure what you use to describe it, roguelike and all that. I'm not really sure exactly what that stuff is, but you, like, look down, top down, you know, edit your kitchen, cook stuff, like hamburgers, for example. Um, I, I just think it's a lot of fun, and it's cooperative. It, it's extremely cooperative. Um, Very. And... Uh, I don't know what what other things you have uh, like how we I know one week or the first week we ranked stuff for it. Yeah, I'm not, I don't uh, exactly. Well, we talked about why you enjoyed it. I I enjoy it because of the cooperative elements of it and playing with like some good buddies and just like seeing how <laughs> <laughs> seeing how like long you could survive basically because you it is a survival based game kind of yeah yeah and every single it's so replayable like you could change up the kitchen set up the layout every time you could change up the menu every time there's random like 
tidbits thrown in that could throw you off and maybe like you'll have to pick up another person on the fly to run the kitchen but True. that's and that's yeah, what that's, i enjoyed one of the the fun parts is is the kind of random nature where it's like you might need like a stirrer or something for your kitchen but you might not get it between levels and it, it's pretty fun there they definitely have a, there's conflict in the game just by like playing it you know like you gotta know how to do certain things learn how to do certain things uh, like the cards that make it more difficult, I think make it fun. Um, it's relatively like low, like casual. button clicking. Like it's yeah. best setting it's to play in. Right? Yeah, that was the next uh, like prompt, I guess. What best setting to play this in? Casual for sure. I mean, you could definitely play it. Like I know Toby plays pretty. Uh, I don't want to say hardcore, but Toby plays it to to win. You know, Toby wants yeah. to see how well he can do how far he can go um i'm not really that way I, I didn't really i didn't buy the game i liked the game i'll admit it's fun but i kind of felt maybe that like the replayability is more repetitive in a way than uh you know replayability i like i've already played overcooked so i already kind of like played one of these games and granted i don't love overcooked but i think this game and i do think this game's better i just they're not some of my favorite games ever i'd say Um, yeah i'd say like best setting to play it in is like a casual cooperative setting for sure yeah but it does have the range to go into more uh you know competitive as well yeah and then maybe even if you want to get sweaty for it like you can but like it's not like a super sweaty game yeah And, and it definitely isn't, but it's fun. It, it is fun. Um, Out of what, five what, what, stars, like yeah, that's tough for me. Um, I don't want to criminally rate this too low because it is a fun game. Um, I, I might give it like a, a three point seven. Uh, okay. So I think I've said four point five for Raph. So I enjoy Raph more. I enjoy that kind of style of game more. I. I can see why people like playing this kind of game, but a super repetitive game like this just doesn't keep my attention long enough for me to love it. Say I love it. After like 20 hours of gameplay of this one, which is kind of a lot for me, I'd give it like a 4.6 out of 5. And I gave Raft, I think, a 4.3 or 4.2. And I I just like the replayability factor of play up. Like that, It's just my style of game. Uh, sure, this guy loves playing Fortnite. Yeah, I like the very <laughs> limited rules and change of a game. But it's definitely easy to pick up. Like honestly, I feel like uh, it could be a fun game. I'm talking about uh, not Fortnite, by the way. Uh, <laughs> played up. I feel like it could be a fun game if you had like a on like PlayStation or Xbox or whatever. Pull up on your your TV and play with your friends drunk, like or make up some rules that you can drink to it because. It's a chaotic game and it's a fun game and and you lose a lot like if you're bad yeah and yeah I mean like and losing's not really a big deal you just kind of have to restart so it, I do think it's a fun game good replayability maybe revisit my my rating of it later but right now I'm definitely gonna stick firm with the three point three point seven yeah but that's all for Moots Matrix and uh, thanks for having Moots me on Dave Matrix. yeah no thanks worries for uh, yeah chatting uh, let's Mr. Mr. Um Ryan himself is anything else. I think that wraps us up.
Oh, I, I want to see Matt do an Orange Justice again. I can't do the Orange Justice. Come on, Matt. We I need we practice. need it for the pod. We need it for the cut the cutaway or whatever. And, and anything else I could do? Do a twerk on the wall. How about I do a headstand? <laughs> wait, 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 give me give me like five rapid fire dabs instead. There we all go. Right, all right, all right. I'll I'll be in the background. All right. <laughs> Yeah, Dave, you uh, you do the uh, closing remarks. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, well, thank you for listening. Episode three. I really enjoy doing this, Ryan. I'm glad you gave me medium of doing this. Oh, he's stretching. This is like <laughs> this is like whose line? Oh my god. Oh. Matt, Matt, thanks for coming on. You're you're uh, fun to talk to with hockey, and you're you're a goofy man. I will thanks. say. Uh, thanks for all who listened once again. This was. Fucking dirty and thanks for thanks for listening. That's all I got. Have a good one. Peace.